yo, yo, Thought Warriors. What is up? What's up? It is I, Van Lathan. And it's me, Rachel Lindsay. Welcome to Higher Learning. Okay, so. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes has arrived in IMAX. What a wonderful day! This summer, one movie event will reign. It is our time. They stole my village. I know where they're taking your clan. Bend for your king. Never. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Now playing only in theaters. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. This episode is brought to you by Atlassian. Atlassian software like Jira, Confluence, and Trello help power global collaboration for all teams so they can accomplish everything that's impossible alone. Because individually, we're great, but together, we're so much better. Learn how to unleash the potential of your team at Atlassian.com, A-T-L-A-S-S-I-A-N.com. Atlassian. Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. Listen. We're going to dispense with the pleasantries. <laughs> We're going to jump right into this. Now, there's a couple of things on Higher Learning today that we're going to talk about. We're going to discuss some things. We got all the great topics and the fixings. What is that? You got a bag of chips there? What do you do? So come on, come on, come on. You're getting distracted. You're getting distracted. I'm, I need I'm some energy. I need some you, energy from this podcast. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, but before we even talk about the, the rest of the things that are happening out there in the world, we have to talk about something that happened in our world. Now, as you guys are all aware that watch The Bachelor and follow the show, follow our show, there's been uh, a controversy there in Bachelor land for a while now with one of the Bachelor front-runner ladies, Rachel, also named Rachel, Rachel McConan, McKinnon. I just want you to keep trying. Mc, McLeakin? Mc, Kirkinell. Kirkinell. Oh, Rachel uh, Kirkinell. <laughs> Starts with a K. Got a couple Ks in it. Starts with, yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, Rachel Kirkinell. Um, and she went to an antebellum home. Uh, and correct me if I'm wrong any time here, Rach. She went to an antebellum home. Uh, there was a sorority party there back in 2018, right? Correct. Um, and if you guys don't know what an antebellum home is, I am from South Louisiana. I do know what an antebellum home is. It is a plantation home where atrocities were uh, committed against black people. Um and there are a lot of people in Bachelor Nation and people in television world who think that it was inappropriate for her to have gone there and have thoughts about her going there. It's been kind of a controversy, you'd say, in the show. So it's not that she went to the home. And mind you, and so also, this information came out after it was announced that she was a contestant. It was after she had completely filmed The Bachelor. So this information comes out. It's not that she went to an antebellum home. It's that she went to an Old South party. Old South. Okay, so it's not the home. You're, you're, I'm being enlightened now. So it's not the, the fact that it was a home. It's a themed party. Yeah, that's why when you said what you said, I was like, maybe he doesn't I didn't know, know the whole I thought, story. Because to be honest with you, where I'm from, people, some of those homes have been made into bed and breakfasts. And I'm not saying right. that they should have, but, right. you know, but people go to them like all the time. Like when I was a kid, elementary school, we toured one. You know, yeah. my mom. It's a very Southern thing. Field trip, whatever. <laughs> I go ahead. Love Miss Crystal. Okay. So. <laughs> So she went to a uh, Kappa Alpha something, um, not Kappa Alpha Psi, Kappa, Al Kappa Alpha something 
um, through through these old South parties, apparently that were banned as a whole nationally from the organization, but they decided to throw them anyway. And what it is, it's an old South party where they celebrate and commemorate the good old days of the old South. The women dress up like Scarlett O'Hara, very gone with the wind. The men dress up in suspenders. It's an honor and a privilege. Not everybody's invited to this party. It's very exclusive. And they celebrate in college. That's that. And a picture popped up with her dressed up in her Southern Belle attire attending one of these parties. That's okay, just so, one thing. All right. So before we move on, let's stay right there for a half second. Okay. Because that celebrating the Old South, when you go to a party like that, you go to the antebellum home, you go whatever, whatever that's, do you celebrate the Old South? There are traditions that go along with that. Like, you wouldn't celebrate uh, Germany in 1941 without the accompanying atrocities that go, on, go along Thank with you. That. Like, you can't, there's part and parcel to celebrating the Old South and going to a party like that is celebrating a time when there was slavery and degradation happening to Black people. Yes. So, even if you have a different view of that, you're going to have to negotiate that with Black people or people who have a problem with it. You're going to have to say something. And mm -hmm. she has not said anything about this to this point. Correct. Right. So there are also other things with Rachel. It's not just this one thing. This is the latest, which has made things come to a head. Um, there was a TikTok that was going around. There was all this information. I'm not sure what's true and what's not of either Rachel doing things. One thing I can tell you that is factual is that she liked a picture with two of her friends posing in front of a Confederate flag. There are pictures of her appropriating other cultures, dressing up as Indians. Um, I think there's something else. Native Americans. Native Americans. Yeah. And um, to yourself. Man. Yeah, I know. I just I, ca I caught it though. But see, I caught it. I was wrong. This this is this is how y'all do it. I was wrong in what I just said. I am sorry. I corrected myself and I will learn from it and do better. Mm, stay with us now. What should have happened in the rest of the podcast as we right. continue. Um, but she that is something that she did that was problematic. Also, it's her friend group that has either said the N-word on Twitter, um, talked in African-American vernacular, uh, stated how much they love Black people using Black emojis, and even posing with another Black male who was dressed as a slave for a Halloween party. So, oh, well, that is not a problem in it. Yeah, that's that's a whole that's 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 a whole. Jesus Christ! So there's all these things that are coming out. So with the old South picture is the th last thing that came to a head. Yes, that was it. Were you going to say so, something else? Okay. So, uh, this has been uh, like we said, controversial in Bachelor Land. So this week on Extra, the show that. Uh, my super talented co-host also hosts this television show. Check your local listings. Extra. Uh, Chris Harrison, the honcho television guy of The Bachelor. When I say honcho television guy, I mean he's the dude. You guys know Chris Chris Harrison. He's the host of The Bachelor. I've seen him before. He's the face of the franchise. Face of the franchise. He is the constant. He came on to Extra, and you and him had a discussion about this entire controversy. Mm -hmm. And I've never gotten more feedback from the listeners of this podcast about something that we should talk about in their opinion. Um, I'm going to completely turn it over to you because I don't, <laughs> think, I, I don't think anything needs to be set up. I don't think that I need to, to say anything else. So, thank you. Thank you, Van. So, 
When I brought Chris Harrison on to Extra, he was going to talk about last night's episode. Okay, brought him in on a Tuesday. He was going to talk about what happened on Monday. We did do that. But then I asked a question. Seeing something he said made me poke a little harder. So I phrased the question, what are your thoughts about the allegations against Rachel, the contestant on the show, the one we just talked about? And then he went off. And I want you to guys, want you guys to listen to some of the things he said. You know, I saw a picture of her at a sorority party five years ago, and that's it. Like, boom, like, okay, well, this this girl is in this book now, and she's now in this group. And I'm like, really? Okay, well, there well, goes. The picture was from 2018 at an old South antebellum party. So I think, you know, when you, when you, it's, it's when you not, hold that under the lens, it's not a good look. No. It's not a good, well, Rachel, is it a good look in 2018 or is it not a good look in 2021? It's because not there's a, a good big difference. look ever. I don't, I don't disagree with you. You're, you're 100% right in 2021. That was not the case in 2018. Again, I'm not defending Rachel. I just know that, I don't know, 50 million people did that in 2018. My guess, these girls got dressed up and went to a party and had a great time. They were 18 years old. Now, does that make it okay? I don't know, Rachel, you tell me. And, and when it comes to Rachel, I, I look at Hannah B and what she did. Um, I, I look at people that have made mistakes. Again, I am not the woke police. There's plenty of people, plenty of people who will do that for us in this world right now. I don't know. Like, do you do you go tear all those places down and, and, and tear up the dirt and, and dig deep enough that it erases it? I don't know. Um, you know, when you see San Francisco erasing Lincoln and erasing Washington and erasing people, because of what they stood for 180 years ago. I don't know. Is that right? Is it wrong? The woke police is out there. And, and this poor girl, Rachel, who has just been thrown to the lions, I don't know how you are equipped when you have never done this before to be woke enough, to be eloquent enough, to be ready to handle this. All right. So I got a lot of feedback on this. And I just want to say I really appreciate it for those who reached out to me, who supported me, who um, really had a problem with what was said. Then there were some people who said, why didn't I press harder? So I, I, I do want to address this. People of color are not given the benefit of the doubt. I'm going to say that again. People of color are not given the benefit of the doubt. And it is a struggle being a black woman on television because I have seen it happen to me the other way. For me to be even, I have to stay even, kill. I have to stay calm. I cannot react. I cannot show emotion. I cannot show my slip, as you would say, in the South. And the reason is, is because once I do that, that is all people will see. I will be angry. I will be aggressive. You will not hear what I'm saying. You will not hear what the other person, Chris Harrison, in this instance was saying. You will only see the reaction. And when I saw how this interview was going, I said, I'm just going to sit back and I'm just going to let this man talk. I'm going to hold it together. I'm going to poke just a little bit. But it was as if Chris Harrison woke up and said, you know what? I'm just going to be myself today. There was no PR on the call. There was nobody to stop him. Nobody to tell us to stop. Nobody to tell us to cut some things out. So we played the interview in its entirety on YouTube. Couldn't even play it on, on the screen. So for all those people who might have something to say about the way that I was reacting, I had to stay calm because I needed people to see and hear what was happening in that message and or that interview. And I needed people to take that. Listen to what... 
to the things he said. He said things, and I think the thing that really bothered me the most, if I wanted to react so badly, and if you pay attention to that video, I'm moving my hands together, my foot is moving because I'm boiling inside. And the things that were boiling to me the most were the compassion and the grace and the space that Chris Harrison wanted to give to Rachel but couldn't give it to this Rachel in the interview, couldn't give it to the people that were offended by the things that she did, where was the compassion for them? Couldn't couldn't give it to them. The other thing that really got to me was when he said, and I have this written down, the quote, who are you? Who is Rachel Lindsay? Who is Chris Harrison? Who are we? I mean, who the hell are you? Basically saying, who are we to tell her when that she should apologize. Who are we to tell her that we're offended? Do you understand how problematic that is? What I wanted to shout in that conversation is, you're right, Chris Harrison, who are you? Who are you to say something because you aren't the person who's been offended by the very actions that she is affiliated with, by the things that she's done? Who is Rachel Lindsay? Rachel Lindsay is a black woman, the very person who is affected by this Rachel Kirkinell. So I have every right to speak out and say I'm offended. I have every right to say this is what she should do. And I have every right to demand the apology. And to add on top of that, he threw in Hannah Brown. Now we all know how I feel about that situation. Not once, but twice said that we didn't give Hannah Brown the space. We didn't give her the grace that she needed. Y'all remember Hannah Brown said the N-word, right? Hannah Brown said the N-word and then disappeared for two weeks before she formed together a written statement that disappeared on her story after 24 hours. But I'm supposed to have grace for that when I'm the one who's offended. And I don't even need to get into that because we've already talked about the weight of that word. So my biggest thing with Chris Harrison is he's apologized since then. And I definitely want to say that he did reach out to me and he did. We had a conversation, a short conversation, but we had a conversation and he apologized and I appreciate that. And then he did the statement. But I'm having a really, really hard time reasoning or like really taking in and accepting this apology. And I'll tell you why. When I finished that interview with Chris Harrison, he had no problems with it. He was fine. He texted me after. He appreciated the conversation. He thought that he was like, yeah, I'll probably get a little flack, but thought thought it was great that we could disagree, but do it in a civil way. It wasn't until the backlash came the next day. It wasn't until people start talking, people start demanding and calling for different things that he just, that he then apologized to me and then apologized publicly. So you got to see, for me, I'm trying to reason, well, which one is it? Because to me, Tuesday was your truth. And Wednesday is after the fact. Wednesday was a response to the backlash. During that whole conversation, he had the audacity to question me. During that conversation, he talked over me and at me. During that conversation, his privilege was on display. He never gave me room to talk and he never gave me room to share my perspective. He wasn't trying to hear it. He was just trying to be heard. And that's because I felt like he had an agenda that he was trying to push. He was really trying to push that forward. He expressed everything that he said with passion and conviction. So for me, 
Tuesday is what it was. And I'm not saying that he can't be apologetic. I'm not saying that he he um, can't learn and be better from it, like he said in his, his uh, statement. But you'll have to give me some space and you'll have to give me some compassion and some grace to take the time to really reason and accept that. Because that was a lot. And I, and I, and I do want to say this too. Chris Harrison is the face of the franchise. People go to him for his opinion on what's going on within the franchise for production and, and, and what's happening with contestants. So if he's speaking out in an interview in this way to discuss things related to the Bachelor franchise, then what does that really say about the franchise? What does the franchise really represent and mean if this is your face, this is your spokesperson, and this is what he really feels? Uh, oh, uh, wow. Yeah. Uh, so I, I watched it a couple of times. You know? <laughs> Did you watch it a couple of times? Yeah, watched it, watched it a couple of times. Okay, was, wait, wait, wait. Can we all have a moment for Van's comment on Chris Harrison's Instagram weenie. post? It was a weenie. <laughs> He <laughs> <literally cackled laughs> proves himself to be a weenie. <laughs> like, look at Van. Sorry, it's like oh, he's a, you're a weenie, bro. Like no, you you comported yourself like a weenie. And I um, told him we would be talking about it on this podcast. I want you to know it's not like I didn't have a conversation. I said just so you know, I will be talking about this on the podcast. Um, yeah. So it, it, it's it's something to discuss. It's because for me. I was laughing hysterically the entire time I watched it. <laughs> of course you and were. I'll tell you why. I was laughing because I know the feeling. Mm-hmm. I know the feeling. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I'm thinking to myself, I'm, I'm just, 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 sometimes you're talking to people, you know, you're on a television show, they're saying these things, and you're like, hey, man, I just want to let you know that we're recording this. Like, you know, this is, people are going to hear this. We can hear yeah. you. Like, yeah. we can hear what, like, we can hear what you're saying. <laughs> and I think there's, it's scary in a way. And that's probably another reason why I was amused by it is because it's the type of thing that makes you just want to throw your hands up. Exactly. It, like, it, because I'm listening to him and let's forget about right and wrong. Because- okay. Right and wrong rarely apply when you're talking about human beings. We think that they do, but right and wrong rarely apply when, we talk, when you're talking about mm-hmm. human beings. But there are things that they're not right or wrong, but they're smart or dumb. So in a society where there are lots of different people trying to get along, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. for the advancement of that society, it's smarter and makes more sense to be sensitive and aware of what everybody else is going through. It's the same way you run your household. It's the same way you run your business. It's the same way you run anything where there are people of different opinions who are in the same place. So it is smart if you have offended or wronged someone either purposely or on accident to say, Hey, I get that. I didn't get it then, but I get it now. 
I want to move forward and continue to be a person. And once you've said that, now it's up to them to do the smart or dumb thing. It's smart not to throw people away as soon as they make a mistake. Because if we threw everybody away as soon as they made a mistake, we wouldn't have anybody left because everybody makes mistakes. So if we forget about good and bad, talk about smarter, uh, like smarter dumb. What is dumb, truly dumb, is to stand in something and submit yourself in it while somebody else is trying to talk you through their experience. Mm -hmm. And what I saw out of Chris Harrison was scary because he's not the poster child for American racial evil. Right. He's not an easy guy. It's he's that that wasn't David Duke. That wasn't anybody else. That was right. somebody who was informed by decades of being on this earth in a country where he never has to say he's sorry. Right? In right. a country where not only does he never have to say he's sorry, to where the value of apology and reconciliation seems diminished. Mm-hmm. It seemed like to me he couldn't see the value in it. He well, didn't care to. Didn't care to, right? Like, let her take as long as she wants to apologize. Who are you to say when, when she should apologize? Who is anybody? You don't apologize based on the demand of somebody else. You apologize because of what you're feeling inside. Mm-hmm. The, the most craziest thing that we can do Anytime is demand an apology. Whenever you demand an apology, the apology itself doesn't hold very much weight. An apology should come from the empathy that you have for somebody else's experience. And if she's looking around and she's seeing that people feel a way about that, and there's not something inside of her that goes, let me figure out what, they, what it is that they're talking exactly. about and address this, which is, what, which is something else that you said during the interview, then to me... That goes through a process where it stops becoming ignorance and starts becoming fuck you. Yeah. And that's cool, too. As far as I'm concerned, that's cool, too. If that's how you want to play it, that's cool, too. But when I watched Chris, Chris used all the buzzwords. Woke police. Way too many times. The woke police. It wasn't woke. It wasn't woke. You know what Chris showed in that? Chris hates woke. He hates woke people. Chris Chris hates woke. Chris hates this society where he no longer gets to stomp his feet and have everybody be on yep. his time. Chris preferred it. I'm back saying in 2018. This. He, he preferred said it. it. He preferred it then. When Not we only didn't did he prefer it, it, then he talked about some of the games that he played when he was a kid in the 70s. Chris likes those games. And and to be honest with you, if he, even if he doesn't like them. He's annoyed that he has to apologize for him. That's exactly what it was. You could insert accountability, the word accountable, accountability, in for woke. Every time he said woke. So you're mad people are now holding people accountable for the things that they do. Okay. Because in 2018, we didn't do that. We, well, that's, by the way, we weren't looking through that lens. By the way, I want to let Chris and, and Rachel McKKK or, or like whoever, I want to let them know something. In 2018, I was 38 years old. I wasn't a little baby. I was a grown-ass man, all right? If I would have seen a picture of a coworker of mine at an Old South party, I don't know what era you think 2018 was. 
if I would have seen a coworker of mine at an mm-hmm. old South party, we got to have a conversation. What does this right. mean? Right. Well, like oh, what? You like we we, we got to talk about this. What, what is this? Like what does this mean? What 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 you, what you trying to say? Well, Vance, 50 million people went to those parties back in 2018. So, and as I quote, that was just, hold on, I got to read this quote because it was that, it was that outrageous. That was just girls who got dressed up, went to a party and had a great time. They were 18 years old. So, you know, it's okay. It's okay. Because they had a good time. They got dressed up, had a good time. 50 million of them. Chris is dense because everybody is just people that got dressed up to go do stuff. (laughs) <laughs> you can just get dressed up and go to a Klan rally. If the theme of what you're going to celebrates racism, it is racist. There is, I want white people to know, see, I, 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 I know that it's hard to be wrong when you've been told you're right for your entire life. Man, I know that because I'm a man. <laughs> that's, that's how I know. I know that because I'm a man. I've looked at women where we've had all of these discussions over the past couple of years, and I've been like, y'all want all of this too? I know it. I felt it. It doesn't feel right. My dad told me when I was a little boy, he was like, you go out there, you're going to build a kingdom. Some woman's going to come along. She's going to validate you. She's going to make everything. She's the missing piece to what you're, she's not her own person, her own thing. She adds to your greatness. And then you'll have kids that'll add to your greatness. And then one of your kids will have a penis. And then you'll talk to him and then you'll give your greatness to him. Fuck your daughter. The greatness gets passed from you to you to you. And then you give it to another little guy and then he'll go do the same thing. And then we'll keep repressing women over and over and over. It'll be great. And then one day women went, no. And I was like, huh? And they were like, no. Right. Everybody, I get it. I understand it. It doesn't feel great. But... Think of how the other side feels. <laughs> exactly. That's so, the thing. Right, right. So when I'm watching him talk to you, I, I'm thinking to myself, yo, this guy is, this is beautiful. This is really funny. Like, fam is, he, in a way, that was him finally getting a chance to stand up. Absolutely. I'm, this is what I tell people, tell people. Chris loved to, ke- to keep saying, we've had these conversations. So I'm going to go ahead and use that. Because we've had these conversations, Rachel wasn't shocked at what he said. I'm just shocked he said it on camera. Mm. Bachelor! You got a weenie problem over there, ABC. Okay? We got to get it together. You got a weenie problem. By the way, this was the best thing that could have happened to Matt James for this podcast today. <laughs> because, because he's not the weenie. The weenie there roast isn't him. There will be no weenie roast. I watched, I didn't get a chance to watch uh, this episode of The Bachelor, which I actually enjoyed, by the way. Not, really not watching? No, I enjoyed. No, I didn't get to watch it until after I saw the interview. Oh, okay, okay, okay. But I really enjoyed the episode. <laughs> okay. People are going to be upset that they're not going to hear from you. I really enjoyed the episode. First of all, you know what I really enjoyed? You know that girl that kept crying because she was about to get kicked off the show? What was her name? She was getting kicked off? She got kicked kicked off off the show. There's a girl that got kicked. No, not MJ. MJ is the white girl, right? Yeah. Which one was this? She got kicked off. There was another girl that was... Piper? She was a... a, 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 Oh, Ryan. Ryan. Oh, Ryan. Ryan. Yeah, at the beginning. Ryan. That had me on pins and needles. I'm like, is she going to say she's going to go? 
She was crying her little heart out. Oh, I hope God. she's okay somewhere. Uh, so, <laughs> she but, is. But Chris Harrison is... Chris Harrison has... He's done something that very few people have managed to do. Justin Timberlake achieved this uh, on Super Bowl Eve uh, back when he performed with Janet. Okay. He achieved it. Kanye West achieved it when he came to TMZ. Lil Wayne achieved it when he took the picture with Trump. Chris Harrison has become a platinum level Wayne. <laughs> No, talking, I thought you were going to say. Talking to my sister that way. Okay. Platinum level weenie. He is the captain. He is a new species. He is hominess <laughs> weeniousness. He is a new species. And I hope that everyone that's listening to this, as we have some fun, realizes how corrosive. Yeah. How blinding. And how absolutely frustrating privilege can be. And how society isn't for you. Society isn't for me. Society is for us. Well said. Rach, I forgot to ask you something. What's up? Before we move on from, from the whole Chris Harrison thing, where does this put you in terms of your standing um, with it, like in the Bachelor Nation, this is kind of like it's it's like you're huge in the Bachelor Nation, and then he's huge in the Bachelor Nation, and there's a schism. Does the network get involved? Do people have to mediate this? Like, what happens now? I think that's a great question because it'll be interesting to see how how does the network respond, how does the franchise respond to this? Because I think by their actions, you'll be able to tell. Because I think that's what's interesting about Chris Harrison. He said, "I promise to do better." I need people to stop making these statements. What does that look like? What does doing better look like? How are you going to be better? That is what I want to know. You putting out a statement and disappearing for a few days, weeks, that ain't better. How is Chris Harrison going to be better? That Can that please be the next tweet, the next post of you telling me how what you did wrong? Because I need you to see it. And then how you're going to be better with that. As far as me, I'm fucking tired. I'm exhausted. I have... I have truly had enough. My entire reason for doing The Bachelorette, and I was lucky that it worked out for me in the most beautiful way in finding Brian, is that I wanted to be representative as a Black woman to, to this audience. And I wanted to pave the way for more people to have this opportunity. In some ways, that has happened. I wanted the franchise to be better. I have a love-hate relationship with it. I'm connected to it. It did, it, it, it did stuff for me. And I'll never forget that. But how much more do I want to be affiliated with this? How much more can I take of things like this? Mm. I already said I was going to leave if they didn't have leads of color. Okay, they did that and they made some other changes. They hired a diversity consultant. Who didn't attend the class? Did Chris Harrison not sit through that? I'm confused as to how you could have a whole consultant, consultants working for you, yet what happens just happens. So are people going through training? Are they learning things? Or are they just being protected from what we just saw happen this week? I can't take it anymore. I'm, I'm contractually bound in some ways. But when it's up, I am too. I can't. I can't do it anymore. So 
Let me just ask you a blunt question. And I don't know if you can even answer it. Is the Bachelor franchise racist? I am not, I don't like labeling people, like racist is a really strong word. There is implicit racism. Would you say absolutely. that the, would you say that the Bachelor franchise has a race problem? Absolutely. Bachelor franchise has a race problem. I think we you I don't know where you are. I mean, maybe you don't watch the franchise, but you you gotta be hiding under a rock to not realize that. Clearly they do. And if you didn't think before, and you or you thought it was over because there was a Matt James, there was a Tasha Adams, uh, there was a Del Moss. There's a diversity consultant team that's working with them. If you thought that minute was over, please go to Extra's YouTube page and watch the full interview with Chris Harrison. It is not edited. We played it in full because we couldn't break it down and we didn't want to be accused because there's a part in there where he's like, I don't know how this is going to be chopped up. It ain't. That's it. Okay, before we get to the next thing, we have to uh, bring something up. What? Uh, This is is probably going to become part of the show. This is real time, 4.02 p.m., Rachel Kirkinell, is that how you pronounce it? She apologized. I knew this was coming. She posted on Instagram. It's actually, as these apologies go, not a bad apology. But I'm going to read it to you guys. Okay. All right. So breaking news, as we're doing this, (laughs) we're so mad today. It's a (laughs) mad-ass podcast. Uh, As we're doing this, Rachel Kirkinell has apologized. All right. Jackson, would you like to read her apology? Sure. From Rachel Kirkinell in a written statement on Instagram. Not on her Instagram story, mind you, Rach. Better than Hannah that's, that's improvement. Improvement. While there have been rumors circulating, there have also been truths that have come to light that I need to address. I hear you, and I'm here to say I was wrong. At one point, I didn't recognize how offensive and racist my actions were, but that doesn't excuse them. My age or when it happened does not excuse anything. They are not acceptable or okay in any sense. I was ignorant, but my ignorance was racist. I'm sorry to the communities and individuals that my actions harmed and offended. I'm ashamed about my lack of education, but it is no one's responsibility to educate me. I am learning and will continue to learn how to be anti-racist because it's important to speak up in the moment and not after you're called out. If you're a person who doesn't understand the offense in question, I urge you to learn from my mistakes and encourage you to use them as a teachable moment. As for my family, I love them and how they raised me to be my own individual. They've always encouraged me to have my own views, opinions, and beliefs. As I was thinking about what I wanted to say, I couldn't help but think about how sick people must be of reading these kinds of statements how a person didn't realize the trauma that their actions would inflict on the other people. It must get so exhausting. I want to put my energy towards preventing people from making the same offensive mistakes that I made in the first place, and I hope I can prove this to you moving forward. Racial progress and unity are impossible without white accountability, and I deserve to be held accountable for my actions. I will never grow unless I recognize what I have done is wrong. I don't think one apology means that I deserve your forgiveness, but rather, I hope I can earn your forgiveness through my future actions. End of statement. She put her statement, put Chris's to shame. She did a better job. What do you think about this? Well, it's great that she apologized. It's great that she finally said something. Um, I would like to remind everybody that an apology is a step, a baby step in the right direction, but it's just a, an apology. We got to see it. I'm ho- now I'm holding you to what you said. It's great that you said it. It's great that you put that out there. I'm holding you to it. I'm going to be honest, though. The other side of me doesn't care. 
it took you six weeks to address something that's been festering. Six Question. weeks. Do you think that she would have apologized at this particular time had it not been from the Chris Har- for the Chris Harrison thing that happened with you earlier this week? So I, it has been rumored that she was going to apologize within this week. I actually totally forgot that I was told it was going to come out today. But then, because Chris happened, uh, the Chris situation happened. She kept high. She wasn't speaking, but her friends and family and other people were speaking for her. Part of the problem saying that the franchise was holding her back from apologizing. God damn, man. That's a lie. That's a lie. But, 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 But check this out. But check this out. Let's just say that's true. First of all, there is nothing in your contract that stops you from getting on your social media and doing exactly what she just did. She can't go to the media and do an exclusive sit-down interview on her own, but they don't have control over your social. So I have a huge issue with the franchise told you not to do it. You should be so outraged and enraged that People are speaking about you and calling you Rachel KKK. I've seen Confederate Rachel, all these different things that are out there in regards to you. And if those things aren't true, or if maybe there are some truths, as you said in your apology, then you should speak out. You should have put this statement out sooner. So for me, it's kind of like, okay, it's been six weeks. You know, great. I'm so glad to finally see something. But it's six weeks. I don't really care. This shit's been out here. You know what this just convinced me of? What? She's going to win. I tell you, I know she's going to win. Because they protected her for too long? No, because I can look at Matt James and tell. (laughs) As soon as he saw those pictures at the Old South party, he probably saw those even before. That's right up Matt James' alley. Wait, what do you mean by that? Matt James, he he looks like he's so into race play. Have you ever seen race play? Uh, You ever seen it? Yes, I have. Well, the question would then be, why have you seen it? No, 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 no. Yeah. The actual Mm -hmm. play. You're talking about the play? No. You're talking about slave play. I'm thinking of slave play. You saw slave play. Shout out to Jeremy. Uh, Jeremy Harris. Slave slave play. No, I haven't. I haven't seen it. I just know all about it. No, I'm talking about race play. But I know what what race play is. It seems like it's taken a long time to explain it to you. No, because I thought you meant slave play, like the act, that play. So that's why I was anybody wants to know what race play is, (laughs) <laughs> Blacked.com. Blacked. Really? B-L-A-C-K-E-D.com. It's crazy. So, but I can tell you right now, that's actually kind of reverse race play. But I can tell you right now, Matt James was like, he's down for some race play. Okay. Probably, so I, I, I probably I, saw that and went, oh my God. I will tell that's you that he didn't about. know about it um, mm, while he was filming. Call me Buck. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> call me Buck. Listen. Call me. How I, come they always gave the slaves fucked up names? Like it was like they always it was like there was never like a like there was never like a van. It was always Buck Samson. It's how like, do you it was, know what their na- all their names? Because I watched then. the movies. Toby. You know what I mean? Toby. Toby is Toby is light work. That kind of that kind of Toby is light work. That kind of fucked me up with Toby McGuire for a long time. Because you thought of Roots. Yeah. Every time I thought about him, I thought about Ruth. So every time you heard the name Toby. Every Listen. time I heard the name Toby Maguire, it's like all of a sudden, uh, like here on the Tonight Show, Toby. And I'm like, God damn. And then Toby Maguire will walk out. I'm like, that's not Kuta Kende. Like, we've moved on. Anyway. Listen, um, I'm glad Rachel, She, I'm glad she apologized. It's hard, It's been six weeks, so I'm a little like, it, it doesn't hit the same way because it's been such a long time. But good for her for making a statement. Hold her accountable. You know, in some circles, we're known as the woke police. 
but make sure that she does the things that she says she's going to do in her in her apology. Now, let me ask you one more thing about this. Do you feel at all bad? I got to ask you this. You knew, you say that you knew she would apologize this week. I, I was, let me say this. I was and told last still, week. Wait, wait. I was told still, last week that hmm, she was going to apologize. Crazy. I was told this week. Wait, did I still what? Did I still yeah, you, what? Yeah, you still lit up Chris Harrison. Chris Harrison was like a lamb to the slaughter. I've, I've changed. That, I'm now on Chris oh, Harrison's shut side. shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh, my God. She will, she will come on at some point on Bachelor Happy Hour. And my number one question is, why the hell did it take you so long? That's my mm. number one. Because you see, if the franchise is really holding you back, why did Chris Harrison get to apologize within 24 hours? It's true. I'm just it's saying. True. Gotta pay attention to these things. Fuck you, Chris. We're gonna take a break. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. We're not all professional athletes, but we all have health goals. That's why Anytime Fitness gives you access to personalized plans and support from a coach. Plus, you can track your training, nutrition, and recovery progress with the Anytime Fitness app just like the pros. With 24-7 access to more than 5,000 gyms worldwide, get more from your gym membership. Visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, restrictions, all apply. See website for details. This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. I was traveling internationally last year. I was in Mallorca. I didn't know the island well. I said, let me head to the north, head towards the water. Let me go on Hotels.com and see what they have available. Something preferably on the beach, maybe even a gym. Not only did I get those things, there was a kid's session with exercise, gymnastics in the water, pony rides, a train. It had everything, and I didn't even want any of those things. But at least I knew they were there just in case I changed my mind. And now finding the perfect hotel has never been easier thanks to the Hotels.com app. Whether you're looking for a family-friendly, right, all-inclusive or a relaxing spa weekend, you can find exactly what you need and compare hotel prices, ratings, and amenities side by side. So start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app. Oh, we do have one thing to talk about that's kind of funny. We got stood up for the first time as a podcast. On, <laughs> what was it, Tuesday night, Jackson? Tuesday was it Tuesday night? night? It was Tuesday night at 5.30 p.m. Yeah. Pacific time. Tuesday so is a big day. It was a big day. Jason Derulo was supposed to come on the podcast. Um, and we all got together here for the interview. And then Jason Derulo just didn't show up for the podcast. But look, I will say here, we were, gonna, we were going to come here and talk about the fact that we got stood up by Jason Derulo, which is a fucking hilarious thing. But... <laughs> It kind of was on Jason, but then also a little bit on me. Wait, Jackson, why are you taking blame for this now? Because on Tuesday yeah. you weren't. Jackson, don't you think that it could have been a little bit my fault as well? I think it is is a little bit of both people's fault. Right. Because I did come, like... You confirmed. They, they reached out. Yes. And they brought, they brought up the date of the ninth. I confirmed it. Mm-hmm. And then that day, I reached out. And I said, yo, around noon, I'm like, yo, are we still good? They didn't hit back. Um, and then they never showed up. But I will say that we never sent the Zoom link to the interview until that day. Even though earlier in the day, I did ask them, hey, yo, are we good to go? Nah, that ain't an excuse. <laughs> I'm not getting... Uh, <laughs> they, picked, they picked the date. There was a time. There was a confirmation. I said confirmed. And that was it. There have been times that I was confirmed for a meeting. I didn't quite have the Zoom link. 
But when that time came, I said, oh, can you send me the Zoom link? Because I was ready to go. Right. Right. Yeah. He well, ghosted the- us. He ghosted us, which is currently on the last episode we'll be on MTV. Oh Seven, <laughs> 7 p.m. 6 p.m. Central. Make sure you tech ghosted. We had our own ghosting story right here. We Make did. sure y'all hit up Jason. Tell him he should come on Higher Learning. We'd love to have him still. Love to have t- TikTok superstar Jason Derulo on Higher Learning. I will say that... Well, how is we, that how he's introduced now? Not musical artist, TikTok star? That's his new lead-in? He has lead million followers on the So we're just going to erase his, his musical I'm not talent. erasing what he did. I'm just saying right now, if you were to ask people what Jason Derulo is hot for, it's because TikTok, and there's nothing wrong with that. Is I want to know how he feels. No, I, see, if he was here, I would ask, ask him ask how him. he feels about that. Well, how he feels. But so we'll just assume. I assume that he would take staying relevant over not staying relevant. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's true. I think a swole as hell, too, by the way. That's two N-words. I'm counting them. This is a, that dude, he's swole as hell. I didn't realize he was that swole. I went to his Instagram. I'm like, yo, man, I need to do some push-ups. Jason Derulo is out yeah, here. Yeah, I guess I never really looked at him like that. Hey, he's swole. He's swole. Jason Derulo out here doing all them backflips and flipping around and stuff like that. He's a good dancer. You think Jason Derulo's a good dancer? I think he's a good TikTok dancer. TikTok dancer. His TikToks are kind of crazy, though. Damn, I don't like them. But look, uh... <laughs> Jason Derulo, we're hoping to have him in the future. Um, uh, he's a cool guy. He's been around. Would love to have him. But he did stand us up. I'm back yes, with. I'm back on it. We did stand us up. We, we <laughs> talked to his management. Hopefully, we can get it happen. All right. So, uh, it's, uh, so go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get to it. Okay. We're something not done, else, y'all. Happened. We're not done. <laughs> something else happened. Um. So this past podcast, the Tuesday podcast, we talked a little bit about Van Jones' appearance on uh, The View. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. We talked about the fact that Van Jones appeared on The View and that Sonny and Anna uh, gave Van Jones the business. We talked about that. We talked about the perception of Black jo- Van Jones, Black Jones, the, prote- the perception of Van Jones by some people. We discussed it all. We had a conversation about it. Yes. We then had some fun at the end of the segment where we talked about the fact that Van Jones had mixed up Beyonce and Mary J. Blige and that if he really wanted to prove, uh, I guess, his blackness, if that's such a thing that you can prove, that he could come on the podcast and we would play Name That Tune. All right. <laughs> uh, we'd made jokes like he, he, he would say Perry Cuomo or he would say Lawrence Welk at the Palladium and we were picking at Van Jones picking fun. It was great. It was a it great was moment. Fun. It was fun. All right. I thought that in that in that segment, we also mentioned the fact, what we always mention, that Van Jones has also done a lot of work. And that sometimes he, he feels himself in a cultural bind in that he's trying to get people home from jail and trying to stop more people from going mm-hmm. and trying to get those who come home reacclimated because it's a full-scale thing. It's a, a 360 thing. And then at the same time, he has to work with some people and take some bullets from the left on that. Okay. So we we, we said all of that stuff. So on <laughs> Tuesday at 11.19 at night, at night, I got this text. The first text was uh, a link to our podcast as if I needed that. Uh, I got this text and it was from Van Jones. This is the text. I told my team that you and I had talked. Van Jones and I, we had talked about it here. We had had a previous conversation. 
I said, you truly understand why I'm willing to take so many risks to get our people home from prison, given your family situation. My family situation is that I've had three different members of my family, very close, uh, my mother's brother and two of my father's brothers who have spent a great deal of time in prison. My uncle David, my uncle Mark, who has passed away, and my uncle Ray all, sp- all, all spent uh, a decade plus bouncing in and out of prison. For some of these guys, I actually didn't get a chance to build a relationship with them until I was around 14 or 15. Okay. And that was because most of my young childhood life, they spent in jail. My Uncle Mark, my entire young childhood life. My Uncle Ray was back and forth. My Uncle David was back and forth. But I know the pain that being incarcerated puts a family through. I can see when a mother can't hold her son. I can see when a brother can't say hello to her brother, to, to his brother. And I can see when a sister mourns the brother. When you go there and somebody, and a, a prison guard walks somebody back out there, they got bruises on their face, they're emaciated, whatever. I've seen the look. I've been there. I've seen the tears. It's been there. It's, it, it wrecks families. So me and Van talked about that. Uh, I was arguing passionately. I'll pick it up. So I'll start over right there. So I said, you truly understand why I'm willing to take so many risks to get our people home from prison, given your family situation. I was arguing passionately with them that you were a fair and serious brother when it came to getting our folks back home. They then sent me this, no comment. Lawrence Welk Welk jokes? Question mark. Okay. The next time my name comes up, maybe mention that reform passed three major justice bills last year in the middle of COVID, including one in California that will terminate 300,000 people early off community supervision. It is the biggest win ever on probation and parole. Georgia, Iowa, and Pennsylvania are next, uh, are next, God willing. We will need Republican votes in those states. If you want to come help us get them or use your platform in any way that will help our people, just let me know. When black men win against all odds, I think we are at least allowed to smile. The next time you walk into the White House, and a U.S. president signs your team's legislation to free 14,000 people early from federal prison, I hope you smile. And I hope that other brothers with big platforms will smile too and be proud of you, even for trying. Okay, this is my response to Van Jones. I said, I'll read this text on the pod, verbatim. Have no problem platforming you, your views, or your work. Not that you need it. First of all, we were kidding. I never bring up your name without bringing up your accomplishments and saying how much work you've done. But frankly, you're missing something here, and it's beginning to mystify me. Given all that you've done, it seems particularly baffling that some public perception of you, Twitter is a very small place, my brother, is what it is. That's not a work question. It's a messaging one. I don't have any answers, but I'm sure the answers aren't on our podcast. Maybe your team should worry less about what we're saying and more about that small group of people and what they're feeling because they're not making it up. In any case, the 14,000 people don't care. You're right about that, and they matter. But if parts of the community are confused by your motives, how are you going to get the next 100,000 people out? I thought Sonny's question was fair, and I thought our segment was playful. Okay, so that back and forth between me and Van Jones being what it is, I want to address him directly right now. Uh... Even more so. 
because I'll tell you what. I didn't have a conversation with Van Jones about my uncles for him to throw it back in my fucking face because he was getting sassy about something that was said on the podcast. Nobody, I, I need you guys to understand something. My Uncle Mark is dead. All right? He's dead. The reason why I was talking to him is because I was telling him that I understand the gravity of what it is that he's doing. And in understanding the gravity of what it is that he was doing, I would never use my platform to, in a vicious way, kick his back in. But if something is funny, it's funny. If something is a little off, then it's off. The reason why I bring up what it is that he does is because I think that what it is that he does is very, very vital. But black Americans are not stupid. They're not stupid. And even more to that, there is a survival intuition that we've had to develop from hundreds and hundreds of years of being completely decimated environmentally, emotionally, physically, and spiritually in this country. And that intuition oftentimes is tripped when we don't feel as if something is right. Okay? And it doesn't take a major misstep for that to happen. Why would that intuition exist? It's a survival mechanism. And the reality is, for some people, Van Jones is tripping that mechanism too often for them. It's something off to them. It's not their fault, it's his fault. Now, I'm not in any way going to pretend that I do as much work as Van Jones does. Very few people in America do. But I can tell you there are some people who do as much work. People like Alicia Garza, right? Who don't like seeing somebody get next to the Trumps because Trump's rhetoric puts white supremacists at her door, right? People like Alicia Garza who need protection from the FBI, protection from different law enforcement entities because a president is whipping people up. Now, if you got to work with that guy to get prison reform passed, then you got to work with that guy to get prison reform passed. But a lot of people are going to see the smiling and the kikiing and the hand-holding and all of that stuff as something untoward. Don't fucking talk to me. Talk to them. And talk to them in a way that they understand. Because the reality of the situation is the danger is not sectioned off in one place for us. It's just not prison reform danger. It's not criminal justice danger. It's physical danger. It's mental danger. It's, phys- it's, 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 it's emotional danger. And it's been built up over a, a lot of years. And so when I have a conversation brother to brother and you kind of check me, right? No, no fucking, no, no need to miss words. He did check me. You checked me by, you checked me by saying, yo, Given your family situation, you're the last one. My nigga, don't fuck with me. Like, don't. Like, in a real way. Relax. I get it. I've been there. I worked at TMZ for nine years. TMZ does not serve the black community. They don't. I stood there in the office and did my best. My best to represent the needs, to represent the thoughts, to represent the emotions 
of my community as best I could. But you know what? If you're in that building, there's a target on you if you're black. And that is well-deserved. Anybody who looks at me right now and goes, don't quite trust that guy. He worked at TMZ. You got it? You know what I got to do? I got to keep building. Because the reality is, they didn't make up the opinion they have about the organization. It's true. So if I'm going to be there, I have to want to. And I have to think that there's a reason. And I can't look back at them and get mad and throw my hands up every time they got something to say. I'm a man. I'm 40. Shout out Mike Gundy. So the reality is that I got to take that and build a little bit more. It's not a popularity contest, especially if it's about getting people home. So do yourself a favor. Put on your big boy pants. Go out there, roll up your sleeves, get your work done. If you want to make a movie with Megan McCain, people are going to ask you some questions about it. If you want to hang out with Candace Owens and the rest of the people over there, people are going to ask you some questions about it. Either answer the questions or tell people, fuck you. But leave my Uncle Mark the fuck alone, G. On some real shit. And we could have a drink about it later. We could talk about it later. But when I'm telling you I respect you, it's because I really do. And when they're telling you they don't trust you, it's because they really don't. That's all I got to say on that. Woo! I, 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 I don't even know how to follow that up. What I will say, well, one, we joked about it last podcast, but Van Jones really is never going to come on our podcast. We don't, we're not going to get I don't really care. <laughs> I don't really care at this point. I really don't. But something interesting that you said, you talk about everything that you said was real. And you talk about the popularity contest. It baffles me why, and I'm seeing this as an MO with Van Jones, because he did this, he can throw this, like he uses that to throw it in your face about something else. That's how white people do you, by the way. Thank you. Took the words out of my mouth. Thank you. And that's what I have as an issue. He's recently, we talked about how he was on The View. He has come out or his team or a source close to him, which we all know is him, has come out and now say he's felt ambushed. And instead of, this goes back to the popularity contest, instead of focusing on what Sonny was saying, which, as you said, was an extremely fair question. Instead of focusing on what she said and addressing the distrust within the Black community when it comes to you, you want to say you feel ambushed by two women of color who were simply expressing mm. to you the needs of the community that you say you represent. Oh, but I did this with prison reform. That doesn't excuse the behavior. And you've got to be honest with the flip-flopping that she said. In one week, you're, you're criticizing Trump and saying how horrific and awful he, he is. And by the end of the week, you're praising him and saying, now that's a president. All this weeks after the Muslim ban in 2017. So who are you, Van? Which one is it? Oh, but I did prison reform. You don't get to do that. Nobody's taking away from the work that you've done, but it doesn't excuse you to be able to do other things because you've done this with prison reform. And that's why people get confused. And that's why people are like, there's this back and forth. You know, you 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 key key it with the, with the Trump administration, and you use terms like uniter in chief. I think that's what it is for me with with Van. It's one thing to reach across the aisle, and try. You have to work with them to get things done. That's the way you want to do it. There's nothing wrong with that, but that doesn't give you the privilege to be able to now stand up 
and take up for the Trump administration, to, to call him uniter in chief, to go attend a PAC, a conservative PAC, and joke with them about conservatives are on the right side of this. Conservatives have done more. You're doing my job for me. You don't get to say those kinds of things. Do the work, but then don't be, don't tap dance for them at the same time. That's what I think I have an issue with with him. Also, by the way, if you're a political operative, it's not charity that you work with the other side. The other side. It's your job. Thank you. Yes. If, if you're if you're a poli- you don't get any points for reaching across the aisle. And by the way, everybody in Congress needs to listen to this. Republicans, Democrats, the president, none of you guys get any points for reaching across the aisle. It's your job to reach across the aisle. Because across the aisle is the only way that things can happen. So stop acting like you're doing the rest of America a favor mm-hmm. by doing what you're supposed to be doing. Stop acting like you're some kind of altruistic, different sort of political fucking pacifist or political diplomat for reaching across the aisle. It's your job to figure things out with people who you disagree with. The rest of us don't have to do it. That's right. what you signed up for. Right. So not a relax. popularity contest. Relax. Right. It's not a popularity contest. And you know what? It's gravy. It's good. I sat with it. And I thought about my Uncle Mark. Right? And if I started talking to you guys about him, most of you would say that he was a monster. Just with some, just with some of the things that he did, right? If I started discussing that with you, most of you would say, "Hey, that's a bad guy. Deserve, deserve to go to prison. Deserve to die before his 60th birthday. He suffered third degree burns in like '96 all over his body. He was using drugs in a hotel room. Lit a crack pipe. Hotel room exploded. So the rest of his life, he lived in a lot of pain. Um." And he was never quite the same man that he was after he came home from jail, even though I can't say that for sure because I never knew him before then. He was a baby. He went away in like 82 or 83. Uh, So what I would tell you is that that man, despite who he was, was very principled. And he understood what, what it was that black people needed. He could never give it to him, mm-hmm. but he understood. He got it. He would tell me all the time about what he thought I should be doing. He would tell me all the time about the things that he saw both inside and outside. Tell me all the time about things of that nature, right? He talked to me, schooled me, sit me down, make sure I was looking at the right angles and stuff like that. So if I'm talking, we haven't discussed him here. If I'm going to have a conversation with you about that, Mm-hmm. If I'm going to have a conversation with anyone about that, I'd expect you to honor him. I'd expect you to honor other people like him. Because it's not about any of us. It's about all of us. Right? I would respect it more if you took a couple of jokes for prison reform. I would respect it more if when you were asked a direct question by a black woman about your allegiances, that you gave her a direct answer. I would respect it more if you didn't hide behind numbers and figures because numbers and figures are never, ever, ever going to win the hearts and minds of black America. 
We need to feel a part of what it is that you're doing. And if we don't feel a part of it, it's your fault. It's your fault. That's it. No more. No more Van Jones. I'm not going to say shit about Van Jones anymore. Doesn't matter what happens. Won't bring him up on the podcast. Okay, you've said this before. I just, I just want to be, just, I just want to be clear. I, know, I, I just want to be clear, man. We no, actually, down I take this that road. back. I got a little bit too sanctimonious. I take that back. I'm gonna bring some other shit up. I'm gonna bring some. He's you gotta can't do something else. Well, I'll bring it. some more shit up. I can't. No, I, 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 I got a little sanctimonious. I got on my little high horse right there. You know. Anyway, uh, let's take a break real quick. Okay, picture this: it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit JiffyLube.com. Okay, some, uh, we got some other breaking news that just came across the feed. Kevin Hart. Uh, got scammed out of $1 million. Did you just, you saw this? Well, Kevin I, Hart, briefly. He, he got scammed. His personal shopper, Dylan Sire, Sire, uh, defrauded Kevin Hart out of $1.2 million between October 2017 and February 2019. I got to say something. Wow. Kevin Hart has the worst close associates in the world. Well, who else are you referring that to? People who leaked his tapes? Yeah. <laughs> like, Kevin Hart has the... He, Kevin Hart, if you guys remember, it, it, like, Kevin Hart, his one of his old friends leaked his sex tape, and then his personal shopper steals a million from him. Like, Kevin Hart legit got the worst circle in the world. <laughs> now, I know guys that are in Kevin Hart's circle, and there's some good guys. Shout out Wayne, shout out Boss, shout out, shout out Spank. But damn, man, they need to pull Kev to the side. Some, some going crazy. How did he find out? How did he call find Spank out? Right now, you need I to like, check with did... the accountant. Like, who was checking the money? Did not see that something was happening here. I have, I, I, there's I certain have... people that needs to be checked. Yeah, I, I, stylist, I, I... shopper. If the shopper is the 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 culprit, the stylist, the accountant. Because man, you clean house. Kevin Hart alone. Okay, so. I said I wasn't going to do it, but I am going to do it. Um, you guys, this was a good episode of The Bachelor. I'm not even going to lie. I'm going to do this. I, I like this episode. I don't what know What did it for you? I'm curious. I have no clue. I like the little carnival date. That was cute. With Matt James. And I, I love that little girl. Piper. Piper's, Piper's great. I'm going to tell you something she said when you, when you give your, uh, your recap. Piper's great. I like Piper. Piper is my, now my favorite. 
I like her too. I would love to see Piper win this whole thing. Uh, what's the other lady that the two ladies that had a fight going back and forth that was entertaining? Oh, MJ and Jacinia. When no, not MJ. Oh. MJ got sent home. The other two okay. girls. The girl that said, Thank you for your feedback. And oh, then she left. Katie and Serena. That's so entertaining, their little deal. Because I like the fact that you have to... I've never been in... Because, you know, coming from the community, you just catch somebody wherever you catch them, and then you you get it on with them, right? But in this case, she walked up there, knocked on the door. It's almost like she set a meeting to tell this chick off. That's how it happens. That's how it happens on The Bachelor? That's how it happens. I, I, had, I had a beef with a girl on my... On the, the season of The Bachelor I was on, and it was like, okay, you're going to be sitting here and she's going to come up and say she's ready to talk to you. And I was ready to go. And it never aired. You know why? Because The Bachelor knows their audience and they knew I would have been crucified if they aired it, even though I was in the right. Yeah, yeah. Um, also, I really, really enjoyed the farce of this girl showing up out of nowhere. <laughs> She, she, so Heather shows up. She's standing there talking to Chris Harrison. So stupid. As if to make us believe that it's all surprise. Hey, we didn't know this was going to happen. Such dumb bullshit, right? And then they're talking and they go back. And then the next thing I know, she's balancing a pizza on her head. Wacky. Did you, why, why is she doing... What, what, what was that about? When she was on The Bachelor, she was the girl who had never been kissed. So it's oh, like, that's oh. her? Oh, did y'all oh, cover that on TMZ? We covered that on TMZ. I didn't know her. I never saw her face. That was she never her. was She's... really on. That was it. That was her whole thing. She had never been kissed. She had never, ever, ever been kissed before. But I thought that this show was good. And I think that the Matt James Weenie roast, I think, I think he only gets 0.5 weenies on this show. Now, don't get me wrong. That's because I'm comparing him mentally in my mind to Weenus Maximus, better known as Chris Harrison. But I thought this was kind of a cool show for Matt. Matt was cool. It was like he, it seemed cool. I really enjoyed the carnival day, man. I thought the carnival day was very nice. And then they had Antebellum Road. What was the name of that band? I never heard of these bands. Who were they? It was Antebellum Road. It was Temecula Road. Oh, Temecula Road. Antebellum. Right. There's, there's, a, there's an antebellum group. They changed their name to Lady A. After, oh, we covered that. Yeah, they changed their name to Lady A. But then they took it from the black woman. McGriff they took it from the black that, woman. Right. So Temecula Road, they're big? Never heard of them. No. I, no. I looked them up on Spotify because I was curious if they were big. I'd never heard of them either. That's they usually not, how it goes. They, Jackson. They, not a lot of streams. Jackson. Think about what happened in Jackson's house. Jackson's sitting down. He's watching The Bachelor for the purposes of this <laughs> show. And uh, Temecula Lane gets up and they start singing. <laughs> Temecula and, Road. And, 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 and Jackson's listening to them and Jackson's going, yeah, these motherfuckers spitting. Okay. Nah, okay. That That's me. what happened. Whatever. That, Jackson, that Jackson's like, me. God damn, this Temecula Road. <laughs> Hold on. Let me go look them up on Spotify. I was literally like, is Temecula Road a real band? Like, I've never heard of them <laughs> it before. It sounds fake. You know, Why? a lot of these people are trying to get their break. And they and they the bachelor gets them like when they're on their way up. Well, I think people pay to come on the show. Has anyone ever like broken because they were on the bachelor? So on my season, mm. he might have already been big. I'm not really in the country, but 
Russell Dickerson was like just about to take off. And then he like won a, I believe a Grammy, a CMA, everything. Like his song was, he wrote for his wife. He played for us. It was a big deal. I have never in my black ass life heard, heard of Russell Dickerson. <laughs> Who is Ruck Russell Dickerson? He's never, big in the country community. I've never Google in him my now. life. Jackson, right, hold on, hold on. Trudy, Google Ruckle, him now Russell and read Dickerson. the list of his awards. You know, I, I know. I, I, by the way, I know some country people, man. Chris Stapleton, shout out my man Sam Hunt, who used to be a, 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 oh a quarterback. God, this, at, this guy's got at, a lot of streams. At UAB. Oh, my God. He's huge. He's, I, don't, I don't know, he, man. He's very popular. Has he said the N-word yet? That's you know, that's, 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 that's the other guy. What was his name? Morgan Whalen. Morgan, Morgan Whalen. I had never heard Morgan of him. Morgan Wallen. Is it Wallen? I had never heard of him, too. I think, we don't it's need crazy to get his about name that. right. We don't need to get it's, right. It's crazy that now I know him because he said the N-word. I think that's, that's like, how a lot of people outside of country feel. Morgan Wallen. He said the N-word. He went And he said it in a, like a real... He said it before. Yeah, it rolled off the tongue. What is he? What's it's just so interesting. It's just an interesting. The whole thing. I, I really, I'm obsessed with country music because here's I, we never talk about this. No, I rarely hear a country song that I don't like. Is it because they're telling a story? Is it the? Is it lyrically? It's so difficult for me to hear a country song that I don't like, but I don't listen to country music. But because as soon as I see the country band and I go to hear play, I think they family owned slaves. Like right away, I think I think I think nah, I can't do it. I can't do it. A stream for I, I'll go and stream like Public Enemy. I'll go to stream the country song, <laughs> and I'll be like, yo, because country music be jamming. I used to love it in the '90s. Now I don't know. It's too poppy. I like like country. Nah, man. I like all kinds of country. I like the bro I country. I like the Sam Hunt. I like Stapleton. I I, no, Stapleton's different. He almost might as well be a blues singer. You know what I, I mean? Like, he's he sounds he's different. I like the Dixie Chicks. They're called uh-huh. the Chicks now. They got rid of the Dixie because of everything that's happening. Oh, I've so they're them, not the Dixie Chicks anymore. No, I've seen they're them just in concert. The chicks? They're just mm-hmm. the Chicks. Hmm. <laughs> it's funny. All right. Well, look. I mean, look. <laughs> here's the thing. Shout out to. Uh, uh, what was the name again? The band? T- Temecula, Temecula Road? Because they didn't sound bad. They sounded okay. Do they yeah, ever they not good. put country on the thing? It's rare. I will tell you in an upcoming episode, it's probably the biggest star I've seen come on the show for to sing on a date. They should put like August Alsina up there. Or Can like you that. imagine? Just really. Can you? You know what I mean? They should go with the most problematic person that they can get on the show. Yeah, well, that's not going to happen. Can you see them putting Chris Brown up there? Hmm. No. It's not. <laughs> and I think the women would go after Chris Brown and Yeah, bounce. probably, yeah. It seems that they probably would. <laughs> uh, I'm going <laughs> mean, to self-eliminate. Yeah, they, they yeah, would be well within their rights. All right, uh, let's do mail back real quick and get out of here. Okay. We use up all our energy at the beginning of the show. <laughs> Man. <laughs> all right. Uh, Mel were Black, you done with The Bachelor? You were done with The Bachelor. That's it. Okay. Do you have anything okay. Bachelor-wise? No, 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 no. Oh, I said I was going to say about Piper, but just that, you know how Piper got emotional when Heather came into the room and Matt mm-hmm. just laughed and then kind of kicked her out for Heather? Yeah. Mm-hmm. She said that that taps into all the securities she faces being a black woman in Oregon. It's those type of women that the men, that men are attracted to. 
And so it's mm. like the young. So I was like, oh, that's very interesting because we didn't get that perspective. We just mm. saw your tears. Anyways, just wanted to give shot. Just give a Piper some love. I like her. Wait, Piper got kicked off, right? No, she got kicked out of the room. Oh. She didn't get kicked off the episode. No, she got Piper kicked out of the, the room. Piper is the one that went on the, um, that went on yeah. the, uh, yeah. Piper, that, Piper's the one that went on the date. Yeah. That's who Matt James was talking to when Heather walked in. All right, uh, let's do uh, let's do mailbag, Jackson. You know, come, Jackson. Don't mess it up, bro. Let's go. From Johanna Zaldivar, if you had to eat one thing for the rest of your life, what would it be? It's a great question. I'm gonna go with a grilled pork chop. Jesus Christ, <laughs> man! You really love these pork chops. You just like you eating. It was either gonna be that or lemon pepper wings. Lemon pepper wings are good. It's it's not a very sexy answer, man. It's 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 real. It's a real. Why's it gotta be sexy? No, I'm not talking about I'm not talking about you. No, I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about my answer is not very sexy. (laughs) It can't be. What is fried? It's fried chicken. I just love the fried of the bird. When they fry the bird, how do you fry chicken? Something magical happens. How do do I do it? How do you fry your chicken? Ooh, this is good. I uh, coat the chicken in mustard. Okay. All right. It's true. Like regular mustard? Yeah. Coat the chicken in yellow mustard. Okay. Season the flour. All right. Coat the chicken in season the flour. Good seasoning on it. You know what else I do? I bake the chicken for 15 minutes before I fry it. That's not a bad, that's a good, that's a, so it's crispier. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Bake the chicken a little bit. Just a little bit. Cut it in mustard. Bake, not 15 minutes, sometimes like 5, 10. Cut it. Try to get it a little cooked. Put it in there. Fry it. Not too high. Come out flaky, crispy, a little tangy. We good to go. Listen, tangy. I, I'm almost the same. I dip mine in egg. Uh, you know, acting, why are you acting like that's some kind of like revelation? Like I dipped no, the chicken in egg. Everybody does I that. I didn't say. Actually, I no, I, I didn't grow up. My mom didn't dip it in egg. My cousin actually taught me that. And I didn't think it was a revelation. I was just saying. Like, I, oh, dip I dip my... I dip no, mine in egg. You know I'm what like, I do? I put I d- mine in the oil. Okay. Did y'all just hear me say <laughs> I do mine just like yours except I dip mine in egg? Yeah, you dip yours in egg so it stays on there, right? The mustard does that does that for me. I know. It I just me. it's it's interesting. How about this? How about we do this? Since you're doing all of this stuff, by the way, I lost seven pounds this week because I was. Oh my gosh! Amazing. Yeah, yeah it happens. Like the, the thing. Shout out to my psychiatrist, but it was my 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 medicines was making me gain weight, and now we've changed some things and it's flying off. It's amazing. Oh, also, shout out to the Van Lathan Fit Club. We're gonna do a Fit Club. Oh, I was like, and that we get, we, we're set, we're setting it up for everyone that wants to get rid of those pandemic pounds. But I, I challenge you to a chicken off. Okay. So this we're, is what we're we'll only, do. We're only doing drumsticks, right? We're only doing legs. I knew that there was some sort of whack caveat. Like, why would they? Why would we only do drumsticks? What do you want to do? Thighs, breasts, okay, the chicken. Thighs are so. I like, I like thighs, but they're so fatty. It's just so fatty, did and I do gr- not like breasts. Did you? Hey, <laughs> did you? Did you? Did you grow up only eating the drumsticks? No, the wings. 
Wings and drumsticks. You had a wings and drumsticks. My childhood. dad, no, my dad loves thighs. So like my mom would make them for my dad. Judge The judge loves the thighs. <laughs> oh my. Wait, saying my parents ain't reminded me of Dallas. I just want to give thoughts and prayers to the accident that I saw on 35 Jesus. in Woo! Dallas. I'm praying God. for everybody who had family, friends involved. I've never seen anything like that in my whole life. Like that was horrific. Terrible. Terrible. So sad, man. So sad. Um, but I am challenging you to this chicken off. And this we still gotta do. do steaks. We still gotta do steaks. Forget about the steaks. Let's do the chicken. Okay. Fine. We'll do this, we'll do this chicken off. And okay. I right now I'm saying three higher learning listeners are going to judge this chicken off. And these times, how is this gonna happen? We'll figure it out. Okay. It's not right. going to happen probably to the and, we're, anyway. and you're not limited to the type of meat that you want to cook. It's just, we're just going to make, we're just going to fry chicken. Let's fry chicken. Fry. Okay. Guarantee you my chicken's better than your chicken. Anyway, okay. last question. It depends Jackson. on how we season it. We didn't talk about that. The secret sauce. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. Whatever. Well, next question, Jackson. Come on. Hurry up. <laughs> oh my gosh. From Dennis Bourne, describe yourself in three musical artists. Man. Uh... Three musical artists. Okay. Kanye West. <laughs> yeah. Fitting. Uh, uh, Kanye West, Oasis. As in Wonderwall? Yeah. Uh, Kanye okay. West, uh, Oasis. Uh... There's something an outcast. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. I would say Whitney Houston. Mm-hmm. Otis Redding. Oh, wow. That's that's dope. Yeah. And Kendrick Lamar. It's mm, a good one too. Okay. All right. That's a good. By the way, who, who's this person? Uh, this was Dennis Bourne. Dennis Bourne. <laughs> Dennis Bourne. You get some imaginary merch because we ain't got none yet. You got it. There you go, Dennis. I hope you're wearing that higher learning thought warrior cap. Boom, it's on your head. All right. Uh, Rachel, do you have an unexpected ally of the week? No. After the way this week went? No. You're looking at all your allies funny in the light. <laughs> not a one. I'll give it to the thought war. No, because they're not unexpected. We expect it. No, I do not have one. No, I don't have ally one. this week. Mm-mm. And you know what? I didn't even attempt to look for one. Me neither. <laughs> I'm just going to be honest. Mm. After the week, I was like, I don't even want to look. Yeah. yeah. Most allies are expected. It's hard to find an unexpected ally. Really. Isn't it, though? It is. But, I mean, <laughs> the reality of it is, is that, you know, people are mostly good. And so normally, if you, if you look for one, you can find it. We'll do better on this segment because I, I'm not going to lie. After I got that damn text message, it, it didn't even, you. it didn't even, at first I just responded, but it festered. It festered, man. Yeah. Then I couldn't think in terms of allies, you know? Tell you who yeah, my allies I'm, wouldn't be. I'm, I'm, I'm right there with you. All right. Um, we're out. Uh, take your thing caps off. Do not stop learning. I promise you we're not going to be this angry next week. <laughs> but thanks for hanging in with us. Thanks for letting Thank us you. get things off our, off our chest. You know what I mean? That's it. <laughs> Jason Derulo! We're coming for you, Jason Derulo! Get on this podcast. 
Alright, peace. We out. This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. When I went on my last holiday to Cape Town, it was amazing. My friends were there, the weather was phenomenal, and most importantly, the food was fantastic. But one thing I struggled with was finding the right places to stay. You know, all I want is a great bed, a fantastic shower, and breakfast that doesn't end at 8 a.m. I'm on holiday, I'm still sleeping. I also like ease, and the Hotels.com app easily helps me to find a perfect hotel for every trip. Whether you're looking for a family-friendly getaway or a relaxing spa weekend, on the Hotels.com app, you can compare up to five hotels side by side. Now, why would you want to do that? So you can see prices, amenities, and star ratings. And best of all, you don't have to switch back and forth between options. See? Ease. So, start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app today.